When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Today on... FN Sports, we have our Week 5 NFL Gold Stars and Detentions, and even one correctly called Expulsion. So without further ado, let's jump on in. What is going on, sports fam? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Ainsworth, here in another edition of FN Sports, the podcast where teachers grade sports' biggest issues. And today we have our Week 5 NFL Gold Stars and Detentions. But first, I want to talk about a little bit of content announcement that came out at the end of last week slash start of this week. Yes, I am also with the Locked On Network. We just started the Locked On Cougs podcast. You can find that podcast audio wherever you get your podcast these days we're moving into the video space with youtube soon but for now you can find that podcast wherever you get your audio based podcast talking all things university of houston cougars those of you that know me know i'm a houston sports fan so we talking about the cougs all year long as they wrap up time in the aac and move into the big 12 as well as have a tremendous basketball season on the horizons lots of fun daily coup conversations there so make sure you subscribe to locked on coups wherever you get your podcast and make locked on coups your first listen of the day hoping that this is your second listen today <laughs> and we'll t- start to talk some about the nfl and the week five that was so our first attention is just going to go to all of Colts Broncos from Thursday night. The 12-9, to 9, awful. It went to overtime without a touchdown being scored. That atrocious game. That was not tremendous defense. I don't need people coming after me on Twitter. Oh, you just don't like defense. No, I played defense for two years of college. I can tell you right now, I like defense when it's actually what's happening. That was atrocious offense. You know what's worse? Denver has more games on primetime football later this year. We got to get flex Denver off schedule NFL. Denver is not who you thought they were. This is not who you thought. Denver is not who you thought they were. We got to take them off of primetime. The rust thing is not working. Denver is not. We all thought the AFC West is going to be that big, bad division. It does not look like the big, bad division. We'll get to who might be the big, bad division later in the show. However, 
For now, let's get the Broncos off of primetime. Let's make sure we don't have a repeat of Colts Broncos from last Thursday because that was truly a eyesore, a pain to watch. If anything, it was a great argument for why we should not have Thursday night games. We have that following the Tua injury the week before and all of these things. Like Thursday night games don't need to happen, and they certainly don't need to happen between two bad football teams. We're going to give out a second, like, universal feeling detention to roughing the passer because I don't know what this is anymore. The two hits I'm talking about specifically were on both Tom Brady and Derek Carr. The Tom Brady hit the defender, grabs him, and rolls on his own back, and then throws Tom Brady to the ground. But again, if he doesn't throw Tom Brady to the ground because the defender was the one on his own back, then that wouldn't have been down by contact. Brady would have still been up. Meanwhile, Derek Carr got tackled the other direction where the lineman tackled him with Carr hitting the ground first and also got a rough in the passer penalty for two what have been forever routine tackles. What I don't get is if you cannot throw someone to the ground and you cannot put them on the ground, I'm not sure how you're supposed to be able to get the quarterback on the ground. If both of those things are roughing the passer penalties, what are you allowed to do to the passer? I also think it's interesting because Tom Brady and Derek Carr, bluntly, ain't very fast. We don't tend to call rubbing the passer penalties on dudes that are kind of fast. I'm not going to talk about like the differences there, but like Lamar Jackson ain't getting roughing the passer penalties when he's running around back there and getting clobbered, right? Uh, Cam Newton didn't get roughing the passer penalties his entire career, right? Guys that move around a lot, you know, Patrick Mahomes, the guys that move around to be nice about it don't get called roughing the pass. Their defenses don't get called roughing the passer rating those guys. Meanwhile, big stiffies like Tom Brady and Derek Carr get it all the time. Right, I don't know what the difference there is, what the nuance there is, besides the very, very visual one. And I guess like that makes Josh, well, Josh Allen then be kind of our test case. Yeah, because if you can get rough the passer on Josh Allen, he's kind of the runner type, but also kind of falls in the very Derek Carr can if you catch my drift. And maybe that's the difference of these penalties. No, we don't have the production saying we don't have the conversation there. So what we're going to have instead is let's get rid of something. Like, roughing the passer is a thing. The guy is standing there relatively defenseless a lot of the time, and he can get clobbered from the bind side. But what I will say is... We can't not call it when it happens to the athletic guys because we should want all of our quarterbacks to be athletic enough to – like why Why is athletic quarterback such a bad thing? Anyway, it's a whole separate podcast. We may do a different date. I digress. But we can't just call it on the slow, unathletic quarterbacks when they get regular tackled by big, strong, fast athletes. That's not fair to anyone involved. And frankly, if we can't hit the quarterback, the entire game needs to change dramatically. Take the passers off. Put a clock on it or something like 7-on-7. I don't know. But if you can't tackle a quarterback, I don't know what you're supposed to do. All right. Now, we're going to give a gold star to Justin Pugh after a loss. Uh, Now, this feels a little bit awkward because the Cardinals did lose by three whole points to the Eagles on Sunday. The Eagles are still undefeated. We'll get to more of that in a a second. But we're going to give Justin Pugh a gold star here. Not because of anything he did on the field, but after the game, in keeping it the most safe work way possible, uh, he adamantly defended his kicker. Again, they lost by three, and everyone wanted to talk to the kicker at the end of the game about missing a kick and, and all of this and the other thing. And Justin Pugh said that that's not right, that everyone made mistakes. He pointed out he missed blocks, guys missed touchdowns, guys missed catches, guys missed assignments, etc. But the media scrum was in there waiting on the kicker, adamantly standing up for his kicker. I think what's cool about that and why he gets gold stars, frankly, it feels so simple to make the kicker the other, right? To make him different. I mean, bluntly... I, in college football practice that I was part of, kickers spend the entire practice on a whole separate field just 
stretching, kicking field goals, working on jug machine, like they snap machine placement kind of stuff, all, all these different separate things until you call them over to do their job and then they go back and then they might come back at the end for conditioning or bluntly like part of our conditioning was we had you know uh, punt going at full speed back and forth back and forth back and forth while the rest of the team was running sometimes the kicker be involved in that as the backup punter and all kinds of things there too right like at the end of the day it's really easy to make the kicker feel like a separate part of the team separate from the team and Justin Pugh went out of his way to tell the media, no, 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 this ain't right what you're doing. He's one of us. We all made mistakes. We're all just like one another in that way. So gold star to Pugh for that one. We're also going to give a gold star, speaking of the Philadelphia Eagles being 5-0, and to the entire NFC East. Am I am I seeing this correctly? The NFC East has two teams that are 4-1 and and a team that is 5-0. and that is tremendous. Did we expect the NFC East to be the best division in football through roughly a third of the season? Oh my goodness, what is happening to the NFC East? Holy bejeezy moly. But what's happening in the NFC East is a bunch of young, talented teams are taking over. The Dallas Cowboys defense is for real, they'll be better with Dak Prescott back. I mentioned on an earlier episode that they'll probably take more gambles with him than they do Cooper Rush. So you might see some more turnover kinds of games because Cooper Rush is playing super, super safe and vanilla. However, they'll put more on Dak's shoulders. That offense will also become explosive while you have the same intensity on defense. The defense might even look better. Then you have the Philadelphia Eagles, again, with Hertz and Devontae Smith and AJ Brown and all these explosive weapons on their office. They re my Miles Sanders on my fantasy team, so I feel you know able to say that they've reinvigorated his entire career. It feels like you've got all kinds of things happening in the. Wait, we didn't even talk about New York Giants are four and one. I guess Saquon did get hurt over the weekend, but four and one. Dana Daniel Danny Dimes. We all remember Mina Kimes' reaction when he got drafted, right? Like that. Daniel Jones is leading the Giants being 4-1. and one. The NFC East is very, very much for real. And gold star to all of them for doing so. The best division of football, just like we would have all predicted in the preseason, right? No, we all predicted the AFC West, the NFC West, and those kind of da da But the NFC East is proving to be the best division in the first third of the season. Again, without Dak Prescott, the guy, the quarterback, certainly in the division with like the most individual accolades, I guess, technically, except for the quarterback on one specific team that we have not mentioned yet from the NFC East. And that team we have not mentioned yet is the Washington Commies, Commandos, Commanders, the Washington Commanders. That's the name. That's the name there. The Washington Commanders get a detention this week for just being atrocious. But moreover, we're going to give a very special detention to one Ron Rivera. Now, again, in a great division, the Commanders are not looking so great themselves. They are all of one and four, one and two in division, and they, I guess, when asked at the end, I think it was after the game, that's when I'm reading, right after the game, on Sunday, Ron Rivera, head coach, asked, you know, what is the difference between the Washington Commanders and all of these other football teams? And he said, and I quote, the quarterback. That That's it. That's, that's the real quote. That's what he actually said. And I have to say that that's fairly disturbing to me because, frankly, Rivera has had to stand up for a number of different quarterbacks. So either... He's completely abandoned what makes him such a great player-first coach in the past and is throwing his quarterback under the bus, or the quarterback situation is actually that bad. And I don't know which it is in Washington. i got to be honest, they've not been worth watching a whole lot of, and Carson Wentz has had a truly awful year through a bad, bad pick and a pivotal moment to lose the game to Tennessee on Sunday. 
And he also got destroyed by the Dallas Cowboys offense, the, week, the Dallas Cowboys defense, I should say, the week before. And he has just not been good enough to get the job done in Washington. However, you've had leakings of Alex Smith in the time since. You've had leakings of other people, like in the locker room type people on social media ever since. And it feels like this might be something that maybe isn't the defensive coach, defensive minded Ron Rivera's strong suit. Maybe he's really good at a lot of the other player personnel type of things, a lot of the other relating to player types of things, and not so good at relating to guys like quarterbacks, or maybe he's not as fond of quarterbacks as defensive people tend not to be. I don't know. We're going to have a big detention on that because I'm certainly sure that's something to watch the rest of the season. And it was a really, 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 really ugly scene on the only really, 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 really ugly team in the NFC East. Okay, Parker, so the thesis statement for this commercial is James Harden has the best beard in sports. What do you think about that thesis statement? Oh, I give it an A. You know, as a Houston guy, we, we seem to have an affinity for our beards between guys like him, Dallas Keiko, lots of big beards in the Houston area. What do you think about the thesis? So I'm a Jets fan, and I absolutely love the beard that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. So maybe I would give Ryan Fitzpatrick the nod over James Harden. But you're talking to a couple of bearded teachers, and we know a thing or two about making sure that you maintain that mane. So check out the beard struggle. The beard struggle, they make oils, they make balms, they even have have this heated comb to make sure that you get your beard straight so that you're looking fresh. I know I've really enjoyed using the oil they make for my quarantine beard of sorts. It's nice and long these days, but it'll <laughs> keep it nice and healthy and hydrated. And if you're listening to our show, you can use FN Sports 15 and get 15% off your oils, your balms, your shampoos, conditioners, whatever you need to use to keep your beard looking healthy. Absolutely. Check out The Beard Struggle at thebeardstruggle.com. Whether you're just starting to grow or you have a luscious mane already, The Beard Struggle's got all the products that you need. The Beard Struggle. Feast your face. And an expulsion. Yes, I think this might be our first ever expulsion as it was called out by several people on Twitter well before it happened. But for Matt Rule. Now, Matt Rule had a, I think it was looked like it was like a significantly losing record over his entire time in Carolina. But the rough start for Carolina has certainly not fared well for him. Carolina is 1-4 to start the season. They notably went and got Baker Mayfield in the offseason after going and getting Sam Darnold in the offseason prior. That is an interesting back-to-back seasons, especially for a guy that was very clearly swimming upstream, fighting for his job. Matt Rule will almost certainly end up being on something like, you know, the Nick Saban sideline of, of healing for coaches and all those kinds of things. However, at this point, Matt Rule has been expelled from the NFL. We're hitting out gold stars and detentions in the NFL, and Matt Rule is no longer in the NFL after the weekends. We have to give him his official expulsion slip. Sayonara to Matt Rule. I'm sure there'll be an entire podcast at some point later about what all went wrong in Carolina, but for now, sayonara. So I mentioned that, you know, the Carolina Panthers had Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold came from the New York Jets, and New York Jets have had a pretty good start to the season with his replacement in Zach Wilson. But I'm actually going to give a gold star to Sauce Gardner out of the New York Giants, the New York Jets, I'm sorry. The New York Jets, Sauce Gardner had his first interception of the season and has played tremendous lockdown defense across the board as the New York Jets beat the Miami Dolphins in division over the weekend. And they didn't just kind of beat 
the Miami Dolphins. They beat them 40-17. to Shout out to Sauce Gardner. I love Sauce Gardner. I love the confidence he plays with, the bravado he plays with since his days at Cincinnati. And frankly, I was kind of hopeful the Texans would get him, but I really, really like seeing... Uh, first of all, I think the Texans did fine with Stingley. He's doing great. And Sauce is doing a great job opposite Zach Wilson. It's a fun, young team. I'm excited to see where the guy's career goes. But first pick, Gold Star, Sauce Gardner. We are going to, in that Miami-New York game, give one, I guess, kind of quick, short attention to karma. I guess it's Miami Dolphins karma after not following basic protocols and potentially really, really injuring to attack of Aloha before we had a whole episode of podcast before they go back and check the catalog. They then, the NFL Player Association, pitched new rules and new protocols and those kinds of things. And of course, the first quarterback we see taken off the field and taken out of the game for that is one Teddy Bridgewater, notably Tua Tagovailoa's backup, which meant that Miami had to play the entire game with their third, majority of the game, I should say, with their third string quarterback. That feels like accurate karma. Who know? I mean, again, I'm hoping for the best out of Teddy and Tua's health. I don't mean to wish ill on anyone's health or anything like that, but there is some karma that the first time that has to happen on the football field, it happens to Miami in a big spot in a divisional game. We'll see how long this lasts. We hope that Teddy and Tua both get healthy and don't come back to the field until they're healthy it's just a little bit funny that the team that put them in such a bad spot in the first place is the team and organization suffering the consequences obviously the bigger consequences or whatever happens off the field to teddy and tua but if we're talking about on the field stuff that it's happening to miami feels chef's kiss big gold star to best kicker of all time justin tucker for his game-winning field goal on sunday night football i have to say what's interesting about this is they did the statistics stuff online. It's on Twitter if you go look at it. And interestingly enough, the kick was almost exactly down the middle of the uprights. They said that if the uprights were exactly a yard wide, he would have had it in between. And it might have even been good if the based on the spin of the ball, the rotation of the ball, if the field goal posts were all of a half of a yard wide. He was that specific and that accurate down the middle of the field goal post. He is truly the greatest kicker to ever play this game. The most accurate from deep. He does all of it. Clutch, you know, consistency, longevity, all of the things. Justin Tucker is that dude and continues to be that dude. And again, it's interesting because when you have a coach that looks at the numbers and thinks I should go for it more than fourth down, you have a quarterback that wants the ball in his hands every fourth down, and you've got the best kicker of all time, it puts Baltimore in an interesting spot every time these fourth down situations come up. But of course, he puts the game away on Sunday night. Shouts to Justin Tucker, Westlake, Bestlake, Hook'em Horns, those kinds of things. Way to go, Justin Tucker. Another gold star. Individual gold star goes out to Damian Pierce for his tremendous performance on Sunday. The Houston Texans beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in a divisional matchup as well. But he had a tough 99 yards and a touchdown now i feel like 90 yards and touchdown feels like you know good maybe even above average but like gold star but when i tell you to go back and watch these runs the way he's bouncing off defenders moving defenses back getting hit four yards behind the line of scrimmage and finding ways to make positive yardage out of it damian pierce had a tremendous game on sunday even if his stat book air quotes only said 99 yards and a touchdown. He had a big, big game on Sunday. And frankly, without him, the Texans certainly lose that game, even as poorly as Trevor Lawrence played. Wait, Trevor Lawrence played poorly? 
Detention to Trevor Lawrence. Another two picks. That's even more turnovers on the young quarterback's career. He has four picks and four fumbles on a five-game season so far. That's not great. Now, I understand there's a lot of things that can go wrong for a young quarterback, and a lot of things like protection on a bad team breaks down. You might have not have top-tier receivers, although Jacksonville went out and tried to get him one, and they have ETN back and those kinds of things. Your defense might not be able to keep up, and you might have to throw the ball a lot, and that might throw off what the defense is ready for and those kinds of things. But throwing the ball to the correct team and holding the ball when it's your turn to hold the ball are things you can control even when the guys around you ain't great. I'm giving a big detention to Trevor Lawrence for another big turnover day. Speaking of big days, we're giving Josh Allen and Gabriel Davis a pair of gold stars together. Josh Allen threw for 424 yards and four touchdowns. Gabriel Davis had three catches of that for on just six targets, I should point out, for 171 yards and two touchdowns. Most notably, they both opened up with a 98-yard touchdown to start the game and a big, big win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have to say, also, it felt like the Buffalo Bills took their foot off the gas at halftime because... Bluntly, they could have kept the thing going and had, you know, 500 yards of offense, or whatever, if there was some reason to have style points. But in the name of sportsmanship, I guess, they decided not to go that route. Shout out to Josh Allen and Gabriel Davis for, A, Gabriel Davis coming back, I should say, back from injury and having a big, big performance. And Josh Allen continues to dominate the NFL, save for that one, you know, ran out of time in Miami situation, the Bills would otherwise probably be undefeated. And man, oh man, the Vegas odds preseason had them winning Super Bowl. And does that mean that Buffalo, all these breaking tables and all those people are gambling on this? And now I've got a headache just thinking about what kind of things all that money is going to get used on when they do win the Super Bowl. And oh my goodness. On the inverse of that, we're going to give attention to the Pittsburgh defense. They have a defensive-minded coach, Mike Tomlin. But moreover... The reason the defense needs to play better than that is they have either Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett on the other side of the ball at quarterback. They need to give themselves a chance by getting their defense off the field quicker and not off the field because you're giving up 98-yard touchdowns to start the game, but off the field because you're forcing three and outs, getting turnovers, those kind of things. The same way we saw them do that to start the season, they need to be able to do that more consistently to have a chance. We know Pittsburgh can do it. They just did not do it on Sunday, so big old attention to the Steelers. All right, this is going to kind of be a pair of detentions. We're going to give one detention to Josh McDaniels, coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, and a detention to everyone on Twitter that's blaming this on analytics. So let's break down what the detention is for McDaniels first. Near the end of the Monday night game, after scoring a touchdown to get it to 29-30, to they were down by a point to Kansas City Chiefs. He goes for two with a few minutes left instead of going for one to tie the game up now. There were people that said, oh, this is analytics telling him he needs to win the game and blah, blah, blah. I want to give those people detention in a second. But the reason he gets detention now is because that's not what analytics, that's not what anything would tell you to do. If you think you're going to get the ball back, so it doesn't matter if you have another chance to score or not, then you should just get the tie and get the ball back and win later anyway. If you have, what was it, four minutes left and you're worried about Patrick Mahomes, you should score to make him have to score to beat you instead of letting him run out the clock to beat you. If you're that confident in your run game, and I guess over the course of that game, it did look like Jacobs had enough of a day to warrant being positive and, and thinking that about them, then get three yards and those kinds of things. You have four and a half minutes yet left. Put some faith in your defense because you're only going to be up one point. You're giving the ball back to Patrick Mahomes in that offense that you have not shut down yet with 
four minutes left. Being up one point is still losing by a field goal at the end of the day. That was just not the right decision across the board. The second half of this attention is all of the idiots on Twitter and social media feeds and people talking on ESPN and NFL Network and all those kinds of things about how this is analytics getting it wrong. Analytics are literally just numbers. They don't tell you what to do. They just say this percent of the time XYZ happens when people do this in this situation and so on and so forth. Now, does it get more like convoluted and detailed than that? Can you look up very, very specific things? Absolutely. You can look all the way down to like the dew and precipitation level and temperatures and wind blow, etc. and specific stadiums and all of those things as much as you want to. The interesting thing is, though, that analytics don't tell you what to do. They just tell you what's happened in the past. So analytics, A, would not indicate that it was a smart idea to have gone for two there because you're giving the ball back to the other team with four minutes left, and they're just down a point that ends up resulting in a loss. And that's in the 50% of the time that you get the two-point conversion. It still will result, a, still will come out in a loss because you're giving them the ball with too much time left. That's giving. That's if you score. There's 50% of the time that you don't convert said two-point conversion, and you lose because you don't get the ball back because they waste four minutes. All of those things add up to saying that would not have been a smart decision on any numbers-based outcome. And even if it was, that's not what the numbers-based outcomes tell you to do. They just tell you what has happened in the past. They don't make anyone do anything. And if you're Josh McDaniels at that point, you ought to be smart enough to say, hey, this is what's happened in the past all the different times. But that dude is Andy Reid. That dude is Patrick Mahomes. And on that Monday night, Travis Kelsey has four freaking touchdowns. Speaking of four freaking touchdowns, we're going to give Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes a pair of gold stars for their performance on Monday night. But a big, big gold star to Travis Kelsey because that was a record-tying performance and had I about to say Oakland, had Las Vegas gotten that two-point conversion, you might have seen them try to break said record by passing him another touchdown with Travis Kelsey had four touchdown receptions on Monday Night Football. That is the first time that's happened since 1985. As a person born in 1991, 1985 feels like a really, really, really long time ago. That's a long time ago, and it's worth pointing out that, like, that was back when the only people you really could throw the ball to because of how hard it was to throw the football, both on the rules and the literal size and shape of the football and all those different kinds of things. The guys were the tight ends in the red zone. And now the game has gone to where you're not even using tight ends. And Travis Kelsey is tying all-time records with his four touchdown catches on Monday night. That's a big, big performance. And frankly, side note here, if you're following me on Twitter Monday night, I've tweeted out several, I think three or four times that – Spectrum would not find a way to let me watch this game. Uh, we had all kinds of issues with Spectrum at Mikasa. And so I watched part of it on some, we'll just say websites. I watched part of it on Gamecast. I was following part of it on my phone. I got to see clips of it afterwards on Twitter and those kinds of things. But what's interesting is it's like Spectrum knew that I was playing Travis Kelsey in one of my fantasy football leagues. And they just did not want to let me play Travis Kelsey and see this happen to my team live and in person. And, you know, Spectrum, it's Monday night. You might have been right. I might not need that gut punch. Fair enough. Friends, that is it for another Gold Stars and Detentions Week in the NFL. Do you feel like you're all caught up on what happened over the long weekend? Indigenous People's Day on Monday, nice to have a day off of school. If 
you enjoyed the show, make sure you follow us on social media at FN Sports 2. It's F-I-N-S-P-R-T-S number two, all one word on Twitter. You can find us there. And frankly, on Sundays, we typically ask out, who do you think earned a gold star or detention? So if you feel like someone got admitted, make sure you check out the Twitter feed on Sunday and let us know who you think we're missing. We're also on Instagram at F underscore and underscore sports. That's at F underscore and underscore sports. And that's where we'll be sharing all of our episodes as well. On both social media handles, you'll be able to link tree in the bio, find all of our sponsors. That's the Via Struggle, Yeti, in the clutch.com, etc. You'll also be able to find a link to Fanzine. More coming on that later this week. I promise Fanzine is going to be a fun, fun way for us to interact with fantasy football world. You can also use the link tree in those bios to get to our merch store and get a Flunk Cancer t-shirt for October. We have a different charitable t-shirt, cap, hoodie, mug, tank top, etc. each and every month. And for October, we're doing pink Flunk Cancer t-shirts and all proceeds are going to the Susan G. Coleman Foundation to help support the fight against breast cancer. So make sure you go grab a shirt, support the show, and get some cool looking swag with all money going to a great cause today. I am also plugging my other show these days. You can find me at Locked on Cougs. Every single day, we're putting up more Cougs content. Go Cougs. It's Locked on Cougs. That's C-O-O-G-S for the uninitiated. People don't know Houston. We're talking about all things University of Houston sports each and every day. Now, I'm doing a daily podcast on the Cougs. I'm trying to get this one out twice a week. We'll try and see if we get a regular Monday, Tuesday-ish episode and an end-of-the-week fantasy-ish episode. That is my goal. If something happens and that goal cannot happen, you can find me on social media to talk about the sports instead. That's at Painsworth512, P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512 on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you're looking for me on social media. I'll do my best to talk about sports there as well. I got to say it's a lot of content coming your way, but it's fun to talk to you guys about sports. So make sure you find me on all of those different platforms. Again, that's a couple times a week, this podcast, Evan Sports on all of your social media, all of your audio platforms, I should say, and the Locked on Cougs podcast daily. Subscribe, make sure you make it your first listen each and every day. You can find us at Locked on Cougs on all of your various audio platforms. We're getting to YouTube soon. We're hoping to get there before basketball season tips off because it's going to be a big, big basketball season for the of H. However, we're on all of your audio platforms right now. Got a nice introductory episode up on Monday. On Tuesday, we're talking about breaking down the Memphis and Houston barn burner from last Friday. We're going to have an alumni check-in, some Big 12 check-ins, and looking forward to basketball season kind of stuff this week because it is a bye week. So make sure you go check out Locked On Cougs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make us your first listen each and every day. Make FN Sports your second listen each and every day. Thank you so much for doing all the things you do to support the show. Make sure you download, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, leave us a positive review, and whatever you do when it comes to sports, don't flunk with us. Later, guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.